Welcome to this week's podcast by Celebration Church Rarotonga. We believe this message will empower and equip you to live a life of breakthrough. Thanks for joining us. The scripture I'll turn to here is 1 Corinthians 12, 7 and 13. But this manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing uh, by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills. Okay, so here Paul comes on the scene and gives us some military skills or military weapons, some tools to live by. Jesus hasn't left us alone. He's given us ministering gifts as the Holy Spirit determines it. Now, the gifts of uh, tongues, interpretation of tongues, the discerning of spirits, uh, the word of wisdom and prophecy are all what is called revelation gifts. It's God revealing from His heart through the Holy Spirit straight into your spirit. They're called giftings of revelation. Then there's the miracles, there's the faith and the healings giftings, and they are the ministry of demonstration. They demonstrate the power and the dunamis of God. Now you notice there's one in there. He gives us the gifting of discernment of the gift of discernment. And I want to talk about that this morning, how to discern, how to read, how to understand, how to unlock, how to fathom a situation, how to determine what is God, how to determine what is of the soul, how to determine what is demonic, how to determine what is a mixture. When you have the gifting of discernment, you know an opportunity is of God or it's just a good opportunity. There are many opportunities, they have to be pretty good, otherwise it wouldn't be an opportunity for us. But there are an opportunity that's before us, but not always does the Spirit of God have His hand on the opportunity. Just because it's an opportunity presented for you doesn't mean it's ordained by Christ. It's not part of your destiny, though it's a great idea. Uh, how to determine what is of the Holy Spirit when God is speaking to you. When someone talks to you and it's the tone of the Holy Spirit on that message. Uh, how to determine what is demonic. There are many things declaring that they are in the name of Christ, but they're actually false. The Bible talks extensively about that. There are ministries that are gracing our planet or upon our planet that Jesus talks about false messiahs and false Christ claiming I'm the way. So I want to talk about this area, even the area of scams, how to not be scammed and how to listen, listen to your wife. And listen to your husband, be in agreement over these things rather than running off. And then I'm going to say this off the bat, God will never ever allow you to go through, you ready for this? A temptation without first providing a way out of it. He will not allow a crisis or you to be deceived without first talking to you about it. What happened was, is we didn't listen, we didn't discern the tone of the Holy Spirit, so we walked into the trap. I've counseled people over the years, and I've spoken to them, I said, look, you got ripped off 60 grand, but at some point did you think, as a Christian, did you feel a check about it? And someone says, well, yes, my wife felt the check about it. 
you felt not to listen. No, well, we just, I decided to do my own thing. And, and she says she was upset about it, but I went off. Well, there we are. God was speaking through your wife. Some people have launched off into areas of opportunity in that, and, and they realized afterwards that they were receiving godly counsel. They were receiving caution, but they threw the caution to the wind, and they still pursued it to their peril. And so I want to talk about this. Uh, in 2018, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said to me these words, do not be alarmed by what you see. Now, immediately I was alarmed because I kind of think, oh my goodness, what's coming, you know? And, uh, but do not be alarmed by what you see. When you're going to, you and I are going to, uh, we're in an end time, you could say an end time generation. We're racing towards uh, the end days, if you like, the close of this chapter, the close of this age. And the Bible says in Timothy, Paul talks to Timothy and he says there will be perilous times coming which actually means dangerous times. Uh, in the original, actually means ferocious times. So there's going to be ferocious times are coming upon the earth. And, uh, and that scripture there sits outside the seven-year tribulation. It's not talking about the tribulation time. It's something different. This is racing towards the tribulation. We're going to undergo perilous, dangerous, and ferocious times. Times of fear, times of uncertainty. And uh, so I want to explain to us, uh, kind of unfold a little bit about the gifting of discernment because it's a weapon that some of you have here this morning. It's a measure. It's the Spirit of God. It's like everybody, I believe, has discernment in this room. If you're born again Christian, you have your eyes opened. The Bible talks about Satan has blinded the minds of the disobedient so they will not know Christ. There's a veil like an opaque, a veil over the eyes, over the mind, over perception, over some people. So you talk to them, and that's kind of like you're on two different planets. Have you noticed that? You try to tell them about what is happening in the world today, and it's kind of like they don't even have a, an intellectual grasp. They know something's wrong, but they're not on the same page. It's because they have been indoctrinated, or they have been blinded by the powers of darkness. I want to go back over that scripture in Corinthians. Satan has blinded has blinded. He's put a veil over the children of disobedient. My prayer is that God will begin to take the veil off your thinking and that you begin to see the shaft of the gospel, the shaft of light coming around your mind and in your spirit awakening the reality to come home to God. Okay, so from now till the tribulation, God is calling the earth to come home. He's calling the Rarotongan community, the Cook Island community, the outer islands to actually come into a fully-fledged relationship with Jesus Christ. He's saying the same thing to the Pacific Belt, the Pacific reason, the European culture, the, all the cultures of the world, the Eastern culture, Asian culture, Western, God is beginning to move. And there are things that are being uncertain around. They're going to be shaky. But I'm telling you this, the Bible says in Hebrews there that things are going to get shaken. They're going to get shaken. So we can look forward to, if you like, some turbulence in our journey. So what we want to be doing is having an eagle eye to discern this is of God or discern, no, this is of the enemy or this here is of the human soul or this here is of mixture, okay? Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. And I think it'll be good for us to perceive, to distinguish, to spot, to recognize, to differentiate, to determine the root of a cause, 
a root, what is behind it? What is, what, is, what is motivating some of the policies that are coming through to our country, perhaps? What is motivating this couple over here? What's happening around the world? And so what I want to say is we're not to just believe everything that we hear. We're not to be gullible, credulous, naive. We're not to be ignorant of the devil's devices. The Bible talks about we are not to be outwitted or taken advantage of by the powers of darkness. That's not who we are. We're supposed to be, uh, I could say, woked up, but you're supposed to be, we're supposed to be awakened. Do you know what I'm saying now? And so we don't always believe there's a lot of great causes on the world today, but we've just got to have a discerning eye to see, is God on this? Where's the source of it? Am I buying into a philosophy or I'm buying into something that doesn't actually represent the kingdom of God? Very important because we can be pulled this way and that way. 1 John 4, 1, it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test. Another word there is discern or approve the spirits, whether they are of God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Humanity as a whole is actually prone, if you didn't realize, to being taken advantage of. Humanity is. Uh, Going back into the Old Testament, let's think about the Word of God. Did you know Eve failed to discern that it was Lucifer? Amazing. Operating or possessing or operating through a snake or demonizing a snake or so forth, but she didn't see it coming. Hezekiah, a godly man, a man had a heart after God, didn't discern it was the enemy from Babylon with a gift because he was sick. The princes came and they offered him a gift and he was so besotted by it and taken in over the charisma and the niceties of the situation and wow, my heart has been touched. You know what happens? He begins to open up and shows them all of Israel's military entourage. My goodness, who does that? He was judged heavily for it. Peter didn't discern that it was actually Satan inspiring us, thinking, far be it from you, Jesus. You're not going to go to the cross. We'll stop that. Jesus said, get behind me. David never discerned that Satan withstood Israel and caused him or lured him to do a census of the whole of Israel. It's the arm of the flesh. And how many members have you got? How many members have I got? Did I want got Job to do a big calculation? Job, who was the underling, had more discernment. He said, David... God bless you, but let's not go down this line. But nevertheless, he capitulated or he gave way to the commands of David. David said, I want you to go. The prophet came to David and he said, you've got three choices you can choose. As a result, the judgment came upon David because it was a proud trip. It was a trip of pride. God was building Israel, not David. David needed to be the adherent, the listener and the cooperator with God. It's God that builds the church. You understand that? And we just listen. We're like partners in it. We just listen to Jesus, and we do what he asks us to do. Do you know what happened? Thousands and thousands and thousands of valiant men, it says, were killed because of David's proud decision. Amazing. But you go all through Scripture. In Proverbs 7, the young foolish man couldn't discern the strange woman, the prostitute, that came around his life. Destroyed his life. The Bible talks about your life becoming like a piece of bread. It talks about diving into a pit. Many people are in hell there because of that. 
Proverbs 6, 7, 8 talks about immorality at that level. Incredible. But it talks about the strange woman, but it talks about the naivety and the foolish heart. Remember there's three people in Scripture. Three people in Scripture. There's the wise man, build his house upon the rock. There's the wise woman, build a house upon the rock. Then there's the foolish man or the foolish woman. And then there's the evil person that carries a real clear agenda. But in the, mean, in the middle, we can be foolish. We don't listen. We don't listen to the Holy Spirit speaking to us and we begin to go down a way and it's just like, man, others can see it coming, but we never saw it. Some of our decisions, in fact, uh, can I say this? We're in the position that we are right now morally, mentally, and emotionally because of the decisions that have happened in our life. Should I repeat that? So the things, the way we feel and the, and different, the circumstance, we are in that position because of the, the decisions that we've made around our life. You say, oh, hang on. No, 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 no. This happened to me. This was afflicted upon me. But you know what? Inside of you, the decision to get bitter, to have an unforgiving spirit, to have rage, to react with lust, react with rebellion, that was your decision to react with control, react with pride. That's my decision. All these things are my decision. I've had horrible things happen to me. Absolutely. So have you. We could listen to your story all day. You've had terrible things that happened to you. And we'd empathize and would cry and weep with you. But still, the decisions are within your power. It's not somebody else's power. You might have been given a better upbringing. I understand all that. But essentially, we are what we are on the inside because of the decisions that we've made. What I want us to do today, I want us to come up in the area of discernment. Now, there's a spiritual gift that some of you have got. Some of you got faith. Some of you got healings. Some of you got the wisdom. Some of you operate better in prophecy or tongues or interpretation, but it's as the Spirit wills amongst us. There'll be some of you that just have it. It's not suspicion. It's not being cynical about people and mistrusting. That's a, no, 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 because the Bible says love, trust all things. No, this is a gift that God gives you that actually unravels a situation so you'll see the source behind it. So that's a spiritual gift that some of you have. But also, just by virtue of being in the kingdom, you still should have a spiritual gifting or you have discernment because God has taken the veil off your eyes and as you come close to Him, you just get checks and balances. You just know this is wrong opportunity. It looks good, but this, is just ain't, this just ain't got God on it. Uh, she looks real pretty. Man, is she pretty, but she's not for me. Others think you're nuts. You should be going out with that girl. No, 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 no. I, I'm feeling this is wrong. You know what I'm saying there? And so you've got to be listening on the inside. And, and, and that's, that's, that's why you could be in the, the most difficult situation and God will work for you. God always works for He's not left us abandoned. He speaks to us. So the key is for you and I to be listening to the tone of the Holy Spirit. Wouldn't it be good going to the board tomorrow, an intense board where everybody's got agendas of some description, and you had the Holy Spirit wouldn't that be awesome? You've got to see a situation or read a situation how God sees it. And I'm telling you what, it'll, it'll be a real blessing towards you and others. Uh, we need to discern between, you ready for this? Between the, uh, between the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Between what is good and what is bad. What is right and what is wrong. Uh, whether an opportunity is a scam or it's a trap. Uh, discern the difference between praise and flattery. Big difference. They come from two separate kingdoms. 
Two wellsprings are different. Between good intentions and bad intentions. Between wisdom, foolishness and evil. Between a friend or a frenemy or a friend or an enemy. Okay? Uh, the working of Christ versus the workings of the Antichrist. Did you know Israel, the state of Israel, will be taken and the government or the parliament of Israel will be taken in by the Antichrist? Think about that. With all the warnings and all the teaching that's around Israel now and all the rubbing shoulders with the evangelical churches, it must be a government at some point that actually says uh, that, they, that they go strike a deal with the Antichrist, but they're not discerning it. They're not seeing it. Really interesting. Uh, between Bible teacher and a false teacher. Can I share some stories? Shall I? Okay. I was in Wellington, and this guy was a, a big ministry up in Auckland, and um, I, I saw him preach the Word of God, but I saw there was no anointing on the Word. Now, that can be because someone can actually teach, but they're not fivefold gifting. This guy ran a big church, and there was no anointing on it. Now, I was actually really tired. It was late at night, and working and that sort of stuff and it was last of the meetings and I thought there's something not right you know there's something inside of me I'm feeling uncomfortable here there's something not right I walked out of the meeting I went home and that person we found out had been in adultery for 25 years with over about 20 women got exposed but that is the discerning of spirits I have shaken people's hands seriously and I have felt unclean demons on the hand pornography don't get taken in by charisma just because someone looks pretty or someone's able to talk faster or more wax eloquent don't be taken in we're not to be fools just because somebody's all jewelried up or has a lot of prestige or whatever it is it doesn't mean read the situation read flattery when people are buttering you up for something where people are giving you gifts and it's just like no there's an agenda just, just discern it. But you see, what I want us to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for you in a moment that God actually gives you this gift because we're supposed to be wised up. If the Antichrist came to our church this morning, would we recognize that there's something wrong? Or would you invite him into your cell group? <laughs> would you feel like, hey, no, I, don't, I don't know he's the Antichrist. You, that's what you're saying. But, but I, I just feel really uncomfortable. Some of you girls, have you had a guy come up to you and talk to you? Not in this church, of course. Uh, but, but somewhere else and say, hi, how you doing? And it's just like, oh, everything within you, it's just like you want to get more clothes on, you know, put a rain jacket on, you know, put a, everything else you can. It's just like you feel like, ah, have you been to a nightclub? Have you been to a party? As a, as a, as a kid, uh, my friend Stephen invited me to a party after a party. The party's bad enough without going to one on top of the other. And, uh, and I was at high school, and I grew up in a conservative background and that, and, and, uh, but they, were, they started to get the marijuana out, and man, I tell you, in me, the atmosphere just really changed, and I just thought, oh, I said, Steve, let's bolt now, I'm out of here. The, then, I, then the police, as we were going, the police started to come, and it was a high school party, it was horrible, but you could actually feel the atmosphere. Some of you, have you done that? Have you been somewhere? You've been some of the streets in LA. <laughs> you walk down some of those streets in Columbia and you kind of feel like, oh my goodness, you know, I need bodyguards. You don't need angels. But what? And then you walk to somewhere else. You walk to the beaches of Rarotonga where it's just like you don't need anything. You just walk down there and you're safe. You feel safe and there's peace and tranquility. What you're doing is you're discerning something. Okay. So this is what the Holy Spirit does. Remember, remember this. Remember when the... Um, 
the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 8. The Holy Spirit came down and there were demons cast out. The city was an uproar of praise and joy. Philip the evangelist was on the scene. Simon the sorcerer came in and he said to this, he said, Simon the sorcerer, he said, man, I love this. He was a believer, it says. But he also operated in magic arts. And then he said this, hey, I'll give you some cash if I can do what you're doing. If I can lay hands on people or they would get this thing called the Holy Spirit, I'll give you cash for that, that I can do that. Peter turns around and deals to him quite strongly. And he says to him, your soul is way out of order. You are so deeply corrupt. And then he says this, uh, he says, for I perceive that there's selfish ambition and a root of bitterness. How would you see that? It's the Holy Spirit beginning to see deep down in that guy's life, there's this ambition, but there's a root of selfish ambition right there. And then, of course, the guy freaks out and he said, and he said, that, he said you should pray that God's judgment doesn't come upon you and, and uh, staff. And, and the guy says that, oh, well, well, could you pray for me that God's judgment doesn't come upon me? And what you're seeing is Paul went through uh, into a city and there was a spirit of python working for a girl. And she would say, hey, these guys, she practiced magic arts, had the city in a positive uproar. She was doing all sorts of stuff in there, making people famous and making people wealthy with a spirit that was inside her, the occult. And uh, it annoyed, the Bible says, you can get annoyed with the enemy. The, there's an annoyance around his spirit. He got really annoyed. Then he turns around to her, but she'd been saying to him this. She'd been saying this, listen to these guys. Listen to them. They're, they're pointing the way. They're pointing the way. Now, why would a cultist say that? Because it gives her credibility. She's aligning herself like she's all right. You've got to understand. You've got to understand that Jezebel, Antichrist, will come with and flow in or come right up against it. The pressure that there is on the White House is phenomenal. The pressure on New Zealand government with different voices and people coming around it is phenomenal because the enemy, listen, Jesus had his 12, but he also had his Judas. So what I'm saying is we've got to be wised up. And then finally he turns around and casts the spirit out of the young girl. And he was arrested for it because everybody was pretty much down financially because they were dependent on her. Okay? So, so with the gifting of discernment, uh, why do we have it? Uh, why, why are people taken in? How come young girls are taken out of the church and they go out with the wrong guy? And they go partying and they get drunk and they just never come to church again? How come? How come somebody does a daft or a silly business decision that takes them right out? takes them away from God. How come people leave the spiritual hub of activity where God was blessing them, God was doing great stuff, there was another opportunity, it was a random opportunity, but they felt it was God and they took off. And you discover seven months later, they're not even in the kingdom of God. Why do we do this? I'll tell you the first thing is this. Number one is we're not accountable. Accountable is a fresh word. It's a good word. It's not a horrible word. It just means you've got godly friends around you like that can help you out. A godly friend does not follow you to destruction. A godly friend will not allow you to self-destruct. A godly friend will not allow you to self-destruct. They'll say, hey, I love you to bits, but I've got to help you. I've got to say it. I'll say it tenderly. I'll hug you, as we do, but I've got to say it. Man, you, you just, you got to get off that stuff. You got to, but a person who's not a friend or maybe a friend of me, appears like they're a friend, but they're not. They don't really care. They don't have your well-being at heart. They have their well-being. We're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks when we talk about our friendships, getting Bible friendships verses. And, uh, uh, but here we are. The first reason in John 16, 12, there's an absence of the presence of the Holy Spirit. 
John 16, 12, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. That's the reason. The Holy Spirit will guide you into truth. The enemy will guide you into darkness, giving heed to seducing spirits. So that's the first thing I want to chuck out this morning is develop. Talk to Jesus. Develop a relationship with the Holy Ghost. Talk to Him. I'm in the morning, uh, this morning, and I was thinking I want to come a little bit later because I'm enjoying God and I'm singing and, and I'm feeling God's presence. He's beginning to talk to me about some things, and, but it's learning to know, learning to discern, talking to Him. Not just because you need Him, not just because you're hitting the wall of crisis. Talk to Him because He's the lover of your soul. You're in relationship with Him. So you commune with Him. You talk with Him. And He will give you a check. He will give you a go on the inside. Yes, this is of God. Yes, this is of me. Yes, pursue this. Yes, jump in the river. Yes, take this risk. Yes, go with them. He will talk to you. He will even say, hey, wait. Just wait off. And then next month, he'll say, go. He'll give you some timing in it. That's how he talks. The anointing can be on some of them for sure. But make sure it's not a, a naturalized opportunity that's going to war with your destiny. Why take what is good when it's going to war with what is best? Okay, so then we come on. So that's the first thing, the Holy Spirit. And the next one is this. We're going to get back is, is we need to be versed in the Word. Can you say that this morning? Versed in the Word. Hebrews 5.14, it says this, for solid meat is for the mature, talking about the Bible, who through constant use can determine the difference between right and wrong. One scripture says you can distinguish or discern between right and wrong. Okay, I'll break it down. For solid meat, it's talking about the Bible of solid meat. Remember Paul says there's milk and there's the meat of the word? For solid meat, the Bible, who through your familiarization with it, through your meditation, you're studying it, over a period of time, you will begin to discern the difference between right and wrong. You will distinguish. There's something around. You may not have all the facts to prove something's right or wrong. You're just getting a feeling. You guys go ahead. Uh, no, just no, not for me. And then you find out there's a car accident. You, you see what I'm saying? That's how God works. Uh, I think it was Andrew Walmark went to go get a, uh, to an airplane. And uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to him. He felt, uh, uh, don't go. He just felt not to hop in the airplane. The whole airplane came down. Killed. Andrew Warmark's ministries would have gone. But he said, the Holy Spirit, I just felt a nudge not to do that. How about babysitters? Am I talking to someone? Just because they're a relative or a friend, it doesn't mean you need to trust all of your diamonds and gold to somebody else. Don't be a fool. Don't be ignorant. Don't live in the middle. Evil, foolish, wise. Partnerships. Oh, mate, come to a... Come with us, building partner. We've got these opportunities, got this. So you, sell, you, you sink all your funds into it. But your wife felt, hmm, I don't know. The best thing to have done would have been go with a, hmm, I don't know. If God is speaking, there will be a witness with the husband and the wife. Wives, you need to listen to your husband. Listen to the caution of your husband. Maybe timing's wrong. Ladies, respectfully, you also need to be listening. Oh, you've just said that. Men, maybe I needed to repeat it twice. <laughs> Men, we need to be listening to our wives. Uh, here's the other thing. Throw this out. Just because the wife has been saved longer than the husband or appears to be more spiritual, if he feels a bit of a check about something, go with what he's doing. 
But so, so I, want, I want us to come up and not be suspicious of people. I'm not, that's not because love trusts all things. Not to be uh, cynical about things, but I just want you to be a thinker. Think through it. Do some research. Okay, how do you become discerning? There's the gift of discernment that just comes upon you that you just know. You know something's off. You know something's wrong. You know what's of the demonic. You know what's where the Holy Spirit is speaking. You know what's of the flesh or the soul, the agenda of the soul. Different because it can look like the Holy Spirit. A prophecy, is it really of the Spirit of God or is it the human soul? Uh, okay, the first thing is check the source. Do some research. Just because somebody comes with credentials, credentials can be deceiving. I'll give you this one. There was uh, 25 people went to, to in- be interviewed because they were going to be the dean of the Bible college in America. And 25 people, all of them had heavy credentials. They all came with briefcases, all came with suit and ties, all had good families and everything else. Then they were asked this one question. The older guy sat them down. He said to his colleagues, he said, we'll ask one question individually. And this is the question we're going to ask him. Is Jesus Christ the only way to heaven? The whole 25 of them individually squirmed in their seats. None of them could give an accurate, specific, clear yes, not one of them. And they are coming in to be supposedly interviewed to be the dean of the school. Now, just so you'd understand this, Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. Not through our good works. It's not through Muhammad or Chris Lam or New Age systems, or secularism, or anything, or good word, anything like that, it's through Jesus Christ. He paints that picture and begins to declare that really clear, clearly. It's the theme of the Word of God. Very important message. Now, the Bible says this clearly in the first uh, John uh, Scripture there. It says, if you don't believe that, you, you come in His name, you're actually a false ministry. In 1 John 4, 1, 6, And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, Son of God, is not of God, and this is the spirit of Antichrist that, remember, opposes Jesus Christ and denies him. So now you've got these people. It's not like they're coming and saying, hey, we're going to burn your Bible school down because we're a pack of Satanists and, and uh, we're, we belong to a cult and we hate Christianity. No, no, they come in dressed up. They come in dressed up like, you know, the Bible guy. Briefcase, got on my CVs. I'm the nice guy, I'm, I'm good. And he sits down here dressed up. Now, remember who else did that? Remember David and Samuel. Samuel went through all of the sons, and Samuel was convinced they were tall, they were handsome. This guy surely has got to be the, the kingdom, lead the kingdom of Israel. Look at him, mana. The Holy Spirit said to him this. He said, man looks on the outside, but God looks at the inside. You must have somebody else. He said, well, we do. We've got a younger son called David. Bring him in. He's out with the sheep. Bring him in comes in, he said, this is the Spirit of the Lord rests upon him. This is David, one of the greatest leaders of all time. Probably the most powerful leader that Israel has had. David the psalmist, the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. Discerning of spirits. So when someone comes like that dressed, we know. The next thing is to hang out with the wise. Just hang out with the wise. Hang out with the wise people. Uh, Proverbs 13, 20, he who walks with the wise will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Hang out with wise people. Talk to them. Understand them. Discernment kind of rubs off like that. So we understand the word, build a relationship with the Holy Spirit. We hang out with the right people. People hang out with the wise. The Revelation Church was commended because they were able to tell the difference between false and true ministries, false apostles and true ministries. They were commended for that. God doesn't have to introduce himself. 
and say, this is the ancient of days, the rock of all ages, the great I am. Did it to Moses. Moses come from an Egyptian background, knew nothing, though he was a Hebrew. That was his introduction. But us, we don't need, we don't need introduction like that. He can just say, Jonathan. Wow. Have you ever heard the Lord call your name? Like Rangi or Kura? Just that's, that's all he said. Said nothing else. David. And that's just what he, it's just like, wow. In that, in that, in those words, there's a whole lot of life. He's just giving you assurance just by saying your name. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. We'd also love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Celebration Raro or visit our website celebration.atonga.com. Until next time.